that to be honest, I had a tough time uh, coming up with today's homily. You know, I don't preaching about like sin and hell. Yeah, it's not it's not my favorite. Don't don't enjoy it. So, but I was as I was praying, as I was reflecting. Uh, yeah, it just occurred to me. You know, I became a priest. One of my main jobs is to preach the gospel, right? Not whatever I want according to my will, but as Jesus wills. Yeah, I noticed too, like just growing up in the church, yeah, preachers kind of like, like purposely avoiding this, this difficult topic. But Jesus, as we just heard, proclaimed, and in many other times in the gospel, took sin and hell very seriously. You know, it's important. It's an important teaching. So, yeah, let's dive right in. So in the first part of today's gospel, uh, the, the disciple John, he's, he's complaining to Jesus about an exorcist. Our Lord, he corrects him. He corrects him, you know, like a, like a good teacher does. So Jesus explains to the disciples that the person driving out demons in his name, like he's not a problem. They shouldn't prevent him. And he teaches them, hey, we're all on the same team here. He's instructing his disciples to be open towards those who are not formally a part of their group, and not to consider them as enemies. So we too, we should consider other Christians as our allies. Uh, some are, are very good, some maybe not as good. And this doesn't mean that we ignore uh, the differences of our religions, but we should respect one another and work towards the good whenever possible. Pretty yeah, simple, straightforward teaching. All right, so now we go to the second part. Embrace yourselves. Then Jesus teaches his disciples to avoid scandal, which causes others to sin and to lose faith, and to avoid occasions that lead to sin. But he gets like pretty graphic here in his language, talking about cutting off body parts if it leads us to sin. Jesus here, he's not talking about literal physical mutilation, but he's speaking metaphorically. Metaphorically, right? And he does this to like effectively get his point across, right? And, and it works, right? It, it gets our attention. The Lord is saying that if we truly want to avoid sin, yeah, we have to get serious and actually do something about it to avoid the near occasion of sin. We have to make tough choices and sacrifices. At the end of confession, the penitent uh, praise says aloud the act of contrition. Right? And at the end, you know, what do we say as, as sinners? 
Yeah, I firmly resolve to avoid the near occasion of sin. Or another formula to avoid whatever leads me to sin. Right? So an occasion of sin, it's a situation that makes it easier for us to sin. Uh, Back in the day when uh, I had a Facebook account, yeah, I, I just noticed, I just realized that I was spending too much time and, and wasting time. Uh, and it became like a distraction for me, an obstacle to my spiritual life, to my prayer life. So I deactivated it. I deactivated it. Not saying that social media, you know, is, is an evil thing in and of itself, but for me, it wasn't, it wasn't good. So I, so I made that difficult change. Other examples. If hanging out with certain people, it always gets me into trouble, then I should stop meeting them. If having alcohol around the house leads me to drink too much, I should get rid of it. And many times, it's not that simple. I, I know it's complicated, and avoiding the near occasion of sin is extremely challenging. But Christ never said that it would be easy. If we're serious about following Him and His ways, we should make every effort to amend our lives. Then, Jesus teaches about the two distinct possible destinations of human life after death, heaven and hell. Heaven is that place where we all dream, you know, long to be, where one enjoys eternal joy and union with God, right? And hell is where one suffers the eternal separation from God. Hell is a real place, and someone who dies in a state of mortal sin goes there. The point of this basic teaching of the church is not to scare us, but encourage us to avoid sin and scandal. You know, some may struggle with the question, how can a loving and merciful God permit someone to go to hell? God predestines no one to go to hell. We choose our own destiny. Every choice, every action of our lives, it orients us either to heaven or to hell. As C.S. Lewis said that there are two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God, thy will be done. And those to whom God says, your will be done. You know, if someone chooses to separate themselves from God, God says, hey, you made your choice, and I can't force you to be with me against your will. And with all that being said, thank God, thank God for sacrament of reconciliation for confession and the gift of forgiveness. Uh, the other day, two days ago, I visited you know, the eighth grade students 
in, in our school. Yeah, and they were learning about confession. So the question came up, how many times, yeah, as Catholics, can we go to confession? Is there, is there a certain number or limit? No, no limit to how many times you could go to confession, just like there's no limit to God's mercy. Yeah, we should go as often as needed. Oh, by the way, uh, is there a minimum amount of times we should go to confession? Yeah, the precept of the church tells us at least once a year, at least once a year. We, we typically go during Advent or, or the Lenten season. When we live according to God's holy will, we live a life which inspires and strengthens the faith of others. A sin, it causes death. But Christ came so that we might have life and have it to the full. Dear friends, let's receive the Eucharist today, the bread of life and live lives oriented towards heaven. Let's go there together.